Welcome to Brand Meat Creator Podcast with me, Harley Jordan, and Sonia Elise. A place where we pull back the curtain and the trashy filters on the influencer marketing industry. So pull up a chair and grab a notebook. It's time to shed some light on the ever-changing Instaverse. Hello, guess who I have here today? You'll never guess because she's never here. Sonia. It's me. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's your new theme song <laughs> it's me hi <laughs> Sonia okay we need to talk about something so so important and that is the cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. that the versed headband has become it has a chokehold on multiple generations and I'm happy about it Okay, if you don't know what we're talking about, it is the like fluffy headband that every get ready with me beauty girly has Mm -hmm. on TikTok. They always start every video with (laughs) get ready with me as and put this little stinking headband on. And it's it's so cute. It's a terry cloth croissant. (laughs) Terry cloth croissant. I have two. You have, yeah, you have one. I Um, do. Okay, so here's, there's there's a couple of things here Hmm. verse created this whole like cultural phenomenon like Mm -hmm. what was the magic here do you think (laughs) getting real deep like what do you think was the like perfect combo Mm. I think the magic was like many things that go viral is was unintentional they were not Mm. trying to create a viral moment they launched this headband before tiktok was even a thing so I Yes, I have the first iteration of the headband that I got as a gift with purchase with like and a code that you put in. Um, and I was buying their products. I love their gel wash, face wash. <laughs> I keep wanting to say moisturizer, nope. but it's not that. Anyway, um, I do love cleanser. their moisturizer though. I also love their- All their products are really great. I have to say the gel cleanser is one of my top- favorites and I was going to repurchase it and they had a code like buy x amount add the code and you get the the headband and they hadn't named it the get ready with me yet because people hadn't started doing that yet and then it just happened that so many people had this headband and of course there's also a dupe on Amazon wah wah but they started to use it because you do have to pull your hair back when you start to do your makeup and right it became a thing. And now a ton face. of beauty brands are starting to bring out their own headbands. I actually have mm-hmm. a whole conversation with about this um, with one of our creators, Gio. You know Gio. We love yeah. Gio. Glam love Gio her. NYC. Yes. I always mess up her username. I think that's it. Glam Gio <laughs> NYC. Yes. <laughs> but she wanted to bring out her own headband. So mm. she basically pulled out this like load, this hall of like beauty PR headbands. And she was like, this one's too tight. This one cuts off my circulation. This one like does like gets stuck in my hair, yada mm-hmm. yada. And like the first one is hands down the best one. And now Absolutely. everyone makes fun of it on TikTok too. Like not only has it started this like culture, mm-hmm. but it started a counterculture of humor of everyone putting random things on their head and saying get ready with me as I do whatever yes and I think that's when you know you've truly made it it's one thing for a a group a similar group to all adhere to the same standards and start to do the same thing but it's another thing when someone who's not even in that group comedians you know people who do skits all types of other creators also start to 
get on to the trend, then you know, you've really, you've hit virality. You've really made it. You've yep. really made it. Mm-hmm. So the reason that I brought this up is because I actually just got an email from first mm-hmm. 675 days since we dropped a new headband. And they are apparently launching a new headband Mm -hmm. tomorrow. They gave me this little mood board. I'm going to show, I'm going to show it off and hope that we can see it on. Oh yeah. I can see it. Mm -hmm. I see it. It's very coastal grandma. Very chic. Mm -hmm. We got the gold jewelry. We got the like sky blue tones. Very handsome. And I clicked on the link. Mm-hmm. Because number one, you got to get on a wait list, a wait list to get this genius. damn headband. So and genius. I also still have no idea what it looks like. <laughs> How much you want to bet it's just going to be the same headband, but like a new color blue? Mm, <laughs> you're probably right. <laughs> because Okay, so we were just checking their Instagram account as well. And one of the activations around launching this headband is that you can go to this very famous coffee shop in New York and with every purchase, you can get the headband and you get headband mm. latte art, right? And this coffee shop, Maman, is known for its little twist on like French luxury. All of the coffee is served in like white and blue china with like little floral patterns. It has like a cute backdoor garden area. It's very sweet and lovely. You're but so this. Cultured. <laughs> am, I, am I so cultured or do I just live in New York? <laughs> Tough to know both <laughs> tough to know but if they have a signature blue maman has a signature mm, no. blue you're right you're right okay i think it's just gonna be blue similar to the headphones I mean, I'm, I'm currently wearing it's gonna be blue <laughs> a new just, color of blue we just know anytime anytime mm. sonia makes a prediction it's gonna come true it just happens i think You've it's gonna be blue too long you just know <laughs> I don't know what else they're going to do. Like, it's not functional to put gold ch- chains or something on it. Raffia would be weird. I'm like looking at the uh, the mood board. The mood board. I just, I think it's just going to be this new color blue. Okay. I love how they're like creating our new headband. They really are riding the train as though this is like innovation. And I love it. Like, I hope they're laughing all the way to the bank because I, I would be. <laughs> Well, there you go. I think that's our oh culture moment goodness. for the morning. There, there you have it. If you it like is. it, like it. <laughs> there. Does that even count? <laughs> it does. We both like it. Pop, pop culture. If you like it, like it. Verse, verse headband. Sonia, I want to, I want to hear about your thoughts on events coming back because mm. your girl has gotten multiple invites to pop-ups in LA recently. Number one for the Barbie event. And then I recently <gasps> got another, mm-hmm. I got another invite to, I think it's called Bubble World. Okay, and- please go to both. <laughs> go to both. <laughs> I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. Although they opened a Barbie cafe in New York, not too far from my house, and I desperately want to go. Uh, see, the problem is that, like, yes, LA is like close enough. Mm, it's true. The travel, you really have to make it worth it. I mean, it I has think to be, has to be worth it. My thought on events is if you are an emerging or mid-sized creator and it is one hosted by a brand that you either have a relationship that you would like to continue or don't have a strong relationship with and would like to create a strong relationship with, you need to go. 
but you yeah. can't just go and be a yeah. fly on the wall. Let me tell you, no. do not no. just go and be like, not chatty with anybody. I'm shy, not create any content, nothing. Like if you go, I want you to find the PR team. I want you to introduce yourself. You need to say, thank you for inviting me. This is incredible. Whatever else this is networking. This is work mm-hmm. for you. Right. I want you to create some sort of Instagram stories or a TikTok that's come with me to this event, a little recap. This is a brand building moment. Like, I don't care if you're 100%. not getting paid for any of this. This is like a huge brand building moment. Correct. And also pro tip, some kind of conversation starter in what you're wearing, your makeup, mm, your nails, yes. like give me something. Yes. You need to be memorable. And I don't want to put pressure on you to be like, oh my gosh, I have to be the belle of the ball. But I will say when I personally go to networking events, I always pick an outfit that's more colorful than I would wear in my day-to-day life. I have a go-to statement lip or an earring that I know I have gotten enough compliments on in in regular (laughs) day-to-day life that someone is going to say something right? They're good. They're going to remember me in that moment. And it always works. So I would highly recommend that you have some sort of quote unquote calling card mixed in there so that people don't forget that they met you and send a thank you email later. If you really want to go above and beyond 10 stars, love you afterwards, email the PR person that you met or the, the brand person that you met and say, it was so wonderful meeting you. Thank you for having me. It was a wonderful event. So fun story. Mm-hmm. I recently had one of our creators get invited to an event and she was so nervous about it. Like felt so much anxiety oh. about like, ugh, this is a workout event. Like I'm going to go to this. I'm going to go to this event. It's going to be all of these like Pilates girls in oh. their like matching sets. Like just mm-hmm. so much anxiety about like fitting in. Mm-hmm. And she ended up doing a couple things. So she definitely had the like statement I that she did for this event she Mm -hmm. also posted a like get ready with me where she talked about how anxious she was which I think is like a fun little like pull back the curtain but also this conversation starter because that's so endearing for the brand to be tagged in and be like oh my god this is so cute like I want to talk to her about this she's nervous yada yada because then once you get into the situation you're gonna laugh about it yeah so not only, not only did she have a grand time at this event, she met the founder who then asked her about her makeup. Turns out the makeup brand that she was wearing was actually a company that the founder was an investor for. Love. So the founder then Mm -hmm. uh, sent a video message to the founder of this makeup company that this girl was wearing mm-hmm. and then like this oh is just like God. the ideal situation mm-hmm. and then she booked a partnership with that other brand Ugh. all Love. because of all because of this that's amazing I mean I will say it gives very much like first day of school vibes when you're going to something like this a larger event where you know normally it's like evening cocktail party there's a lot mm-hmm. of people there you can fly under the radar. You're probably not going to be able to make as big of a statement, but a workout vent, a sit down meal, whether that be breakfast, lunch, or mm. dinner, meditations, anytime that there's going to be an hands-on activity, I can understand why you feel a little bit nervous. But when you get over that hump, number one, hopefully you make other creator friends while you're there. 
But number two, definitely like meeting the founder and saying hello, showing up with some confidence and knowing about the brand, having, being able to chit chat. The idea that you would know that she was an investor in another company. Okay. That's a little far-fetched if you probably wouldn't. <laughs> that just happened. Like the universe yeah. was on her side that's with that one. Amazing. That's amazing. Um, but I really hope that people do just like push through that moment of being uncomfortable because once you're there, like that is really going to further your career, even if it's just making contacts and being in the room. Um, it's huge, mm -hmm. huge leg up that not everybody gets the opportunity to have. Yeah, I think I think these events are so underrated because I've heard a lot mm -hmm. of conversation around, you know, am I getting paid or like, sure. you know, you don't have a budget for paid collaboration, but you have mm -hmm. a budget for events like I don't really understand. Mm -hmm. But I think at the end of the day, the people that go to the events are the reason that they don't have a budget for collaboration, not because they don't have a budget, but because they're booking the people that are their pride and joy, their attend everything, are their biggest supporters. Yeah, they and know. I mean, I think it completely makes sense to not over, there's two sides, right? The, the creators who are saying, I don't wanna show up because I'm not getting paid, that's a decision that you have to make in your personal life. How much else do you have going on? Do you have other deadlines? Is this a brand you really want to be working Harley. with? You definitely don't have to show up to every single event. And like Harley is saying, some of these events are farther away for her. It really needs to be the right fit and the right really? timing for it to make sense for her. That is all valid. But on the other side for the brand and thinking to yourself, well, they don't have the budget to pay me, but they do have the budget for the event. That is not apples to apples. When you are on the brand side, an event is not just for creators and for content. Like, yes, if oh, that I happens, yeah, if that happens, that's wonderful. But we're also inviting celebrities sometimes, celebrity stylists. Mm -hmm. Maybe there's makeup artists that we're trying to mingle with and have this on their radar. Editors are attending and we're trying to have the launch or the moment written about. Um, we need maybe photography for ourselves. The internal brand social wants to have something to create and talk about. And all of that put together goes out to the consumer as well. Retailers mm. sometimes are involved, right? If something is hosted at The Grove, at Nordstrom, somewhere else, sometimes it's a retail partnership that you're trying to promote and trying to support. So there's so many other things besides, oh, we want influencers to attend that is going on behind the scenes of these events. So that statement of this equals that, it really isn't fair for the brand always because that isn't always the case. So out of curiosity, mm -hmm. is the is the event budget typically coming out of a different department than, I would assume it's coming out of a different department than like the I wouldn't say budget. it's a different department. Normally you have like a larger marketing budget and within that mm -hmm. we're sectioned off, right? So there is one that's siphoned for events. And mm. sometimes it's, if it's a retailer situation, it's in so the retail. It's like PR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's PR in the retail marketing. Or... Yeah, it's in the retail mm -hmm. marketing. Mm -hmm. Or sometimes it's in PR. You know, it just depends on what the event is supporting and how it's supporting it. Um, but there is normally a portion of the marketing budget that is for like events and activations. And sometimes those events, mm -hmm. and, uh, and most of the times, 
those events and activations are going to include influencers, but they may not be an influencer specific event. It may be for a broader thing that influencers are invited to be at. Mm. So in your experience, who are you looking for to invite? Mm. We are looking for people, of course, number one is going to be in the area that you're hosting the event, right? So that's why having your location or being open about where you live, maybe it's not in your bio, but if it's very clear about where you live, that's important if you want to get invited to events in that area. Um, Because then we're not guessing like, oh, do they live near here? I don't know. (laughs) Dude, you know, I feel like this is something that successful creators really struggle with because- Mm -hmm the people that have their location in their bio that have, you know, 12 K to 50 K, whatever it is, it's Mm -hmm. like some mid range follower count. They're always like, I need this in my bio. This is how I get found. This is, you know, so important. This is why brands work with me, Mm -hmm. yada, yada, yada. It's so important to them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a balancing act between like, is that space really worth it to Mm -hmm. you to use up that character count of your location um does it make enough of a difference and also oh my goodness this is super weird I also saw recently a couple of people trying out tagging their location on their reels or um Mm -hmm. posts and seeing way lower reach outside their follower count because it's just hyper local. So it seems like they're trying with mm-hmm. the algorithm to like really target when you are tagging that location a more hyper local audience. Interesting. I mean, that would make sense, but it's, uh, you know, that is difficult because I was going to say, well, you could also location tag certain things, but you could also not location tag. And if you are frequently t- like going to the like um, main areas, so let's say you're in Los Angeles if you're in Beverly Hills and you're going to the typical hot spots in Beverly Hills, yeah. you don't have to geotag them for me to know that you're at Chateau sure. Marmont or whatever, you know? Okay. That was, that's, that was a little extreme, but you know what I'm saying is that you're going to Venice beach. You're going to these places and like, Oh, okay. Like I right. see where they live. So yeah, yeah I don't have a solution here. I, I, again, no. I think it's like a trial and error Agreed. and seeing what, seeing what hits and I have been experimenting with this recently because I'm someone that's like okay I'm gonna tag my you know Los Angeles influencers and I think this is how Mm -hmm. I'm getting events uh event invites really is uh uh, hashtags like Los Angeles influencer mm -hmm. Los Angeles SoCal like things like that um is really how I've managed to get on these lists not Mm -hmm. having Los Angeles in my bio or anything like that like that doesn't make sense for me Mm -hmm. because it's just wasting space Mm -hmm. um but I do I do location tag my stuff all the time so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a quick look-see and gather some data on what happens when I don't tag those things yep um also your content feels very California as well like there's often times when you're at the beach, when you're, you know, you like, I can tell by looking at your imagery, even without a geotag, I can probably assume that you're somewhere in Southern California. I just try to go lizard mode all the time. <laughs> I love it. We're taking a quick break to talk about another show in Hype Media. If you sell a physical product or are thinking about launching a brand, 
jewelry, clothing, skincare, and you're looking for a place that can guide you to build a long-lasting brand, I have to introduce you to Stacy Jones, who is the owner of an activewear brand, Sun Love and Roots, which she started in 2015 and has grown into a seven-figure, seven-figure brand that she is now sharing all of her insights on and how to navigate the product-based business world and showing you how you can show up as yourself, build a brand that's in alignment with you and grow a community of brand besties that will be screaming for your brand from the rooftops. So be sure to check out Nourished Productpreneur Podcast. And you can also find Stacy at Sun Lovin' Roots on Instagram. I think another way, like if I'm building an event list, I'm starting from gifting, right? So if you're already on the gifting mm. list, I'm sorting because I already have your address. So I'm sorting my gifting list by location, and then I'm inviting everybody on the gifting list that's within that area. So that's like a first and foremost. So if you're on the gifting list, I think you're already part of the way there. Now, again, it really depends on the event format. If this is a big event, a big launch, I want everyone to come. I'm looking to have over 100 people there. I'm inviting everyone that's in the vicinity that's on the gifting list. If this is a Mm. sit-down dinner event, I'm probably only inviting people that I've paid, that I've had conversations with, um, that maybe have showed up to a previous event, right? You're kind of screening a little tighter because you don't want any outliers. And I've had those moments where I've invited people that we'd never met before and they didn't like vibe with the sit down group Mm. or, you know, it was just sort of like a little bit more awkward. So if it is an in more intimate event, we're probably inviting people who have interacted with the founder and the people from the brand before. It's not a wild card. Okay. I have two thoughts. Mm-hmm. Number one being, let's just highlight real quick the like strength and gifting. Because, you know, I think a lot of people yeah. get really mad about the gifting and they're like, I don't want that. I don't want to have to post, blah, 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 blah. And like, that is totally fair. Like it is your Valid. time. And I think yeah. it comes back down to like, you have the privilege to say no, you have the privilege to say yes, of course, we all want to get paid. Mm -hmm. But and with like, you know, your random Amazon brand, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about your like, like household names. So having that opportunity where you get on their radar, and build the connection, build the relationship is really such an in because mm-hmm. brands are starting there. They're not they're not just paying anymore. Yeah. You need to be on the gifted list. You need to have talked about the product. There is so much more that goes into from what I'm seeing mm-hmm. actually getting a partnership. A hundred percent. And it has been this way for a while. And I agree. Influencers can feel jilted that they just keep getting gifted, that they're not getting paid opportunities, whatever else. Or you can say these 10 brands that I'm already getting gifted to me are the most important to me to start getting paid. And Mm -hmm. I am going to focus on whatever I can do, which means me putting an effort for that. I think it's about being focused in the way that you do it. You can't feature every single gift. You can't feature every single brand for free. You can't keep repeating it for free over and over again, right? Like there's also a turning point for me where I tell a brand, I've given you the options. I've given you my ideas. At this point, if you need more, it's a paid project, right? And it's yeah. the same thing with creators. There, oh. You have to have the, your own line in the sand where you say, at this point, 
I can't feature dedicated anymore for free. I can't feature blah, blah, blah anymore for free. And I'm going to approach them for paid and I'll keep approaching them for paid. And if it doesn't come through, I need to move my focus they're, to they're, another brand. Right. They're going off my list. I'm not going to talk about them. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of creators really struggle with that because, you know, it is their favorite brand, but mm-hmm. it's really not an effective way to run your social media business. And mm-hmm. that's what's so hard. Yeah. And it can I think- be your favorite brand. But that can't be the breadcrumbs that you're dropping in your social media content all the time. It's not taking you towards your goal. Exactly. And this brings me to, I think, one of the biggest things about why it's difficult to be an influencer creator. It's personal. People take it too personally. And I don't want to say like, oh, you're too sensitive. No, it's personal. I feel personal about my business as well. These are my- Your your personal brand is you. you. Like it's it's hard. I get it. It is. But just like Harley is saying, your personal favorite thing may not be the way that you make money, right? Like there can be a separation. You might like- I know, you might like another brand. no other situation where you would have that happen. True. I can't talk about my favorite thing because they won't work with me. Yeah, I know. And it is sad. It's sad. And maybe you're going to continue to talk about it and use it in certain ways that you feel good about. But then you need to make the conscious choice to stop saying this isn't fair because they'll never pay you. Well, if you like it, like it, as we always say, and just use it because you like it. Detach from monetizing it and focus on something that you can monetize. If Armani Beauty is never going to pay you, girl, get over it. If you still love their lipsticks and you keep wanting to use them, use them. But just know they're not going to pay you. Fine. End of story. Done deal. I'm going to focus more content on something else, but I'm not going to stop using this lipstick. Great. Yeah, I think the solution comes down to like, you're still using it, but how can you start to again, I'm just going to keep using this analogy, like drop in the breadcrumbs of those other brands. Mm -hmm. Because if you're saying, oh my goodness, now I'm looking for this different shade or like, Mm -hmm. which one should I try out? Post it on your story. Like ask Mm -hmm. for, ask for others experience. Now it just becomes so much more authentic, so much more aligned. Yeah. I would agree. And I would say like, you do have to come up with those recurring ideas and this feels very structured, but I think it would help a lot of creators to say, this person is on my list, but I know I'm never going to, or this company is on my list, but I know I'm never going to get paid by them. Or it would be a long Mm -hmm. time of growth because I'm looking at the people that they pay Mm -hmm. and they all have this level of followers, but I really love this product and I want to be part of the world. What does that look like in terms of quote unquote package of content, right? Like they're not advising on this package of content. It's like, what am I going to allow myself to do? I'm going to talk about it on stories. I'm going to be doing a get ready with me and it's going to be one portion of the makeup or of the look, right? But I'm not going to do dedicated. I'm not going to swatch all the colors. I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z, right? That is only for people who I feel like I'm building a relationship that will end in paid for. Right. Mm. So it's like you have to build those packages out almost like you're selling them, even when you're not, to stop yourself from being continually featuring something that isn't going to pay you. That's amazing advice. Think of it as a package. Think of it (laughs) as a package. Thank you. (laughs) So, Sonia, I want to bring us back to events because Mm -hmm. I know that you've been in the event world for 10 years. 
Mm-hmm. And I want to hear your horror stories. Like, tell me, tell me a wonderful story that's just gonna. Mm, okay. One yeah. time I Make planned. Make me feel something. <laughs> One time I planned an event that was on a boat. And I had to go to the Ventura Harbor from LA during rush hour traffic. And we had chartered two black SUVs to bring the people that were coming on the boat with us. And these are today huge names. I'm not going to say who, but like these people now have millions of followers and some of them have their own brands that were invited, that were getting on the boat. It took two and a half hours to get to the boat. Everyone was so bored just sitting in the car together, right? Like you have your fun chat. They know each other. They know the brand. They know me. So we're like chatting, but two and a half hours is a long ass time. We're hungry. The food is on the boat. Everything is on the boat. We get on the boat and it's fun for a little while, but then it gets like too windy. One of the creators gets sick. It was just like, oh God, no one was paid because back then no one got paid for events. But also we had like Mm -hmm. chartered a boat and it was supposed to be this really nice experience. And we had only, we were only bringing people on it that we had worked with in the past. It wasn't like a, oh, we don't even know you. We've never paid you once. It was people that we had relationships with. And oh god, it was a nightmare. Especially as a person who's responsible for all the people, you're like, God damn it, this sucks. <laughs> this sucks. No one's having fun. Everyone wants to leave, and I just drug everyone onto a boat. <laughs> They're cold. It was just everything. Everything. I, One person's you know throwing I up. Have, everyone's cold. It was well uh, the worst. I've tried to do. <laughs> um, I've tried to do content on a boat before, and mm-hmm. actually two times. Two times necessary <laughs> content. Both times I was massively seasick. I never threw oh, up, but like, uh, yep. it's so hard. It, don't Moral do of the it. story. Don't, do don't it. think that boat content or a boat event is it. It's not. Boat content is not good because you know you always have to get yourself in the rockiest place to get the best content. I know. And oh. it's cold. It's not good. You're rocking oh. everywhere. Uh-uh. Truly uh-uh. Don't do it. the worst. The other time that it has been bad would be when. Yeah, tell me a horror story about creators. We one time rented out. It's it's almost like not so horrible for the creator, but it's like the pressure from the brand, right? So we one time rented out a suite for a press day at the Sunset Tower Hotel, which is extremely expensive. And, but it's beautiful. And at the end, they said to make this worth it, we're going to have a sit down dinner. Anytime. Wait, okay, so wait, back up, back up. Because uh-huh. I want to just like bring it, bring us back to like yeah. how much brands are putting into these events. Like what, were, sure. what was the budget for some of these things? The rental alone was, I think, over 10,000. And then you're talking about dinner and food and all this stuff. So, and this was not a huge brand. So 10,000 is not that much for an event for most people. Mm -hmm. Um, But definitely brands can spend upwards of, I think for a fragrance launch, I rented out Chill House. So Chill House used to have another location on the Lower East Side. I rented that out. We did an ice sculpture that was custom cut into the the bottle shape. We did manicures. It was the ice sculpture alone was 5,000. I'm dead. I would have no idea. The ice sculpture was 5,000. I hired a friend who's... It was necessary. (laughs) 
absolutely. People loved it. So many people took a picture of it. We lit it with blue lighting because the bottle was blue. It was really cool. We, everyone who came got free manicures with nail art. Then there was like drinks and, and food as well. And I think that event, and we pay, I will say we paid people for Instagram stories only a certain select group of the people that we invited. Yeah. Um, right. I think dog. the, yeah, I think the total budget was like around 60 K. I'm shocked that it wasn't higher. Honestly, I know. it's a small space. I don't say chill house is a smaller space at the time. Um, yeah. So maybe that was a deal. It, it's big bucks. <laughs> I mean, I even think about like our mm-hmm. florals for our wedding and so many brands do these like oh, massive yeah. floral walls. I think we were talking mm-hmm. about this um, last year for Revolve Fest, like that. Yeah. Oh my God. That, that floral wall is what? 20 grand easily. It can be. Yeah. And I have a friend who's a extremely good set designer and she would always give me deals because she knew my brands could never pay for everything. And she would be making florals out of denim for a one time, a denim company. Oh my she God. did. Um, she would always try and find ways to cheat, to have less florals, like less um, fresh florals. So it's like the fresh ones uh-huh. is what kills you. So she would mix in plastics and other types of stuff to like fill out the wall, lots of greenery um, because it's so expensive. Florals are so expensive. They're so expensive. Mm-hmm. They're so expensive. Okay, so. Oh wait, back to the sit down dinner because I have a, <laughs> I know, wait, what happened? I have a moral of the story here for influencers. If you are invited to a sit down dinner and you say you are coming, you better if God strikes you down you better still show up (laughs) because there is a seating chart there are normally place like place cards there are like we've paid per head we've maybe not invited other people because you said that you were coming right so to cancel is truly so rude it's like saying I'm coming to your wedding and then just not showing up or telling me the we've day had, of we, we had like five people do that I, know, I don't understand people didn't even do talk this, to but us I was like how like, where are you I know. or they'd cancel the day of they cancel the day of and I'm like this is a sit down dinner this isn't cocktails like come and go as you please and whatever else this is like the founders have been briefed on everyone who is coming They know how much it costs. They are looking forward to seeing you. They want to have the conversation with you. There is pressure there. So if you say yes. They're literally ready to talk to you. The founders. Correct. If you say yes, you get your butt there. You check the traffic schedule. You know when to show up because there are plenty of times where I was in very expensive locations. Seating chart. We've done the calligraphy for the names. There's a menu printed, it's all custom, all of this. And certain people didn't come and the founders are looking at us like we can do something. And we have to like move all the chairs. People who've been on the outside are now moving in. We're putting empty spots on the outside. It looks horrific. Uh, you lose the money. It's not like a, a caterer gives you your money back when you have a head right, count. Right. <sighs> Stress, let me tell you. I've never sweat through my clothes harder than when I plan a sit-down dinner event for a client. <laughs> Or any event, actually. Any live event. (laughs) Terrible. Terrible. Tell us a win. Tell us, like, someone that showed Um, up to an event mm -hmm. that's just, like, been the, to use your words, bell of the ball. Oh, I can't think of anybody specifically, but there's been multiple cases where a creator comes and number one, they introduce themselves to you, to the founder without you having to do anything. And they know stuff about the brand. 
they've mm. done the research and we're not talking about like deep research it's like they're coming and be like i loved x y and z that you gifted me or i've been using this non-stop or you know like follow up the founders become obsessed with them right one thing to know about founders is like they're obsessed with their company so if you show up <laughs> obsessed with the company like you're on their good side it's like you're the favorite child then right because yeah. there's definitely been times where after an event a founder was like I really loved x y and z and it's that person who was like came to play you're like you knew that they came correct right they're like asking for photos they're getting their own content but they're like asking for the professional photographer to take their photo they're and like this person doesn't need to have a ton of followers they don't need no. to have the best content nope. they schmoozed yes Yes, they made it known that they came, that they were invested in the company and that they mm -hmm. were happy to be there. Um, and you don't have to stay for the whole time. Like you can make that type of impression in 30 minutes easily, yeah. <laughs> easily. So those are always the people who are my success stories is anyone who makes a lasting impression on the person who's paying the bill. They're the person that we want to keep around always. So when it comes to events, I really have been thinking about digital events and how so much of the creator economy is no longer coastal. So mm. recently I've been thinking about my lip service community and how to serve them better, but how to help them connect with brands and each other in a better way. And for me, as part of the beauty community, when you go to events that are larger scale, there is a purpose for those. But in the beauty community, especially for small and mid-sized brands, the biggest thing is that people try and give feedback on the product. And you can't do that in that environment. You're taking the gift back home and maybe you have feedback, maybe not. But the founder isn't really learning any lessons from that. And they're not getting that one-on-one -on -one connection that we're talking about that's so valuable. So for me, the future of events for my business and for the creators that I'm hoping to help out right now is really digital events where they're getting one-on-one -on -one time with the founder or the head of marketing. They're trying the product in real time and they're able to give feedback where they feel heard. And they're saying, this feels too thick. This feels too heavy. This is very pigmented. I need a light hand, whatever. I love the texture. I don't love the texture. And they feel the freedom mm -hmm. to really have that communication in a way that is not live on their feed, right? Because who wants to be negative in a place that's going to be stuck forever? Oh my God. I want them yeah. to feel like Creators they can really give... stress about that too. Yeah. Really? And I understand. I understand. Like you can say, this is because not there's, my there's, best there again, fit, but there's this weird balance of authenticity mm -hmm. and what you really think and yeah. what's going to build trust with your audience. Mm -hmm. and trying to work with that brand and not wanting to alienate them. Yep, uh, 100%. So I really want to create this environment, two different environments. One that's hosted by a brand that wants actual feedback, actual community, right? So many brands are saying we want to build community. And how are they doing that? With these huge grand scale events? No, that's not how you build a community. So I want to start offering that as part of the lip service offering somehow integrating brands in an authentic way where the influencer or creator feels heard and well taken care of and that might be monetary I haven't really decided what that looks like yet maybe they show up because they're getting a fee and also events where the creators can be friends I feel like there every event is I don't want to say it's it's actively pitting creators against each other because it isn't I don't think that they're meant to be like 
you know, putting them against each other, but it doesn't facilitate an open conversation mm. and the availability for creators to say, oh, this is what I'm dealing with. What are you dealing with? This is what is mm -hmm. happening to me in pricing. What are you like, uh, how is pricing going for you? Or, um, you know, I had this idea about content. Like, what do you think about this, right? That, that space is not there for creators at a formal event. And so those are the two areas of hosting events that I'm really interested in right now. Um, how do you foster real community among creators instead of letting them look at each other as competition? Because they are in such a unique position and they could learn so much and collaborate so well if they let themselves. Um, and also how do you let a brand tap into a real community in a real way that doesn't feel icky? That's the, that's the future. So if you're a member of lip service and you're hearing this and that sounds cool to you, amazing. And if you're a creator and that sounds Keep cool to you, out. please let me know. Um, because that's where my brain is at for the rest of this year is that there's something missing in the event space for sure. And that's so important. And I can't see, I can't wait to see what you come up with. You, you know, I'm already on the lip service mm -hmm. <laughs> crew. Mm -hmm. So if you want to keep your eye out for whatever Sony is doing, of course, her lip service link is down below. It is a free, free, so it will stay free forever. In. Mm hmm free forever free forever and if, you, <laughs> and if you love this episode please rate it because we appreciate it a ton but also if you have any other topics that you want to discuss deeper come hang out with us on instagram and tell us what you want to hear more of and until next time we'll catch you then This show is brought to you by Hype You Media, the podcast network by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Check out hypeumedia.com for more info. That's H Y P E U media.com.